When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. guys welcome into the marvel stuff podcast we're here to break down the streaming wars and we're talking bullets tanks and airplanes everything you need to win a streaming war you guys ready i don't know what to say to that one yeah i don't either but as much as we are going to talk about marvel stuff we actually are here to talk about some streaming stuff we got a little bit of an off week so after the marvel news we're going to jump in and list our top five favorite streaming shows i'll explain the rules later but I'm Coach, and with me is... Hey, it's Josh Kennedy from Facebook. Josh Kennedy from Facebook. Love that guy. I'm Ron. And there's Ron. He's back. We love having you on, Ron, every other week. Ooh. It's been pretty sweet to have you hanging out. Pretty um, consistent, Pretty, yeah. Good. And look, he looks so good now. Got some there's a little clutter behind him, but I think that just adds to the mystique that is Ron. And I'm just looking at him. Well, this is an audio-only so. podcast, unless you follow us on the Facebook page, which you did if you haven't yet. Should. Go do something. <laughs> join Marvel stuff, basically. Um, yeah, let's jump into the Marvel news first, though. People do come to us for Marvel stuff, and there's some things flying out in the world. Like, the yeah. biggest thing that kind of came out was the uh, the pushback of the schedule. Kind of came out, big deal. A lot of movies got pushed. If you want to see how far they got pushed back, the list is up, like I said, on the Marvel stuff Facebook group, or you can Google it, but it's probably better to do it through us. We're far more entertaining. Yeah, but it doesn't mess with anything this year, but yeah. it does have everything to do with next year. Eternals and Spider-Man stayed put, um, yep. probably because Eternals was too close and already done, and mm-hmm. Sony wasn't going to let theirs get pushed back anyway. So That, money, that movie's going to make so much money anyway, it just doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, everything got pushed back in a pretty decent chunk of time. A couple um, months each. A few months each, yeah. and again, this all subject to change could happen again. They're citing the reason being lack of production staff is kind of what it sounds like that's that actually makes a lot of sense because i mean i i do a little bit of reducing not a lot but i understand that trying to edit a 10 minute video can take a week so if they're trying to like put a multi-million dollar movie out to theaters you got a lot of guys working in small areas i mean you could probably do it online but it normally works a lot better if everyone's kind of in the same general spot so that's you know it's not surprising. It just kind of sucks for us. Ron, do you buy that, or do you think they're just trying to push back for COVID a little more to get a little more people comfortable going to movies? Um, the COVID argument doesn't make a lot of sense to me, given that movies are doing better and better, unless they're worried about Delta. Um, I feel like they could just say that, though, unless they're worried about the politics of it all. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I It seems like it's more a staff shortage thing, which seems to be, I mean, it's, Connected to COVID in its own way, but that seems to be the general theme of all workplaces here yes. um, in America anyway. So not surprising at all. Kind of unfortunate. You think you probably throw enough money at the problem, you'd get some people to join, but 
I guess I don't know. Right. It is disappointing though, but nothing we can do about it. There's nothing that it's not going to affect the quality of the movies anyway, so it's not terribly I'm helpful. Wondering news. if the shows are still all on track. Mm. I mean, obviously Hawkeye's fine. They didn't say anything about, about the other ones. Yeah. I'm hoping they, they never do. So yeah, exactly. But also, have they announced specific dates for them other than which year they're going to be in? I think a lot of them they wait till that they get close. That is a valid point. That is yeah, a... that might be. I know at least Hawkeye was announced yes. for November again, pretty early. Production's but... already done. Yeah, which is yeah. Hopefully nothing else, but as long as we get a little bit to talk about, otherwise we come up with interesting things to say. Um, the other big news that kind of came out in the last weekish was uh, Adam Warlock. Uh, Will Poulter getting the, the nod there to take Ooh. over in the next Guardians. Yes. Do you guys know a lot about uh, Adam and what's going on? Adam Warlock, the character, I don't know a lot. He's got a connection with one of the Infinity Stones. I'm trying to remember which one, but he's his, he's kind of like woven into the whole Infinity Saga of it all in the comics, especially like the whatever that gauntlet storyline was called. Yeah. I don't know if he's super important, but... I mean, I'll be glad to see him. And Will Poulter, uh, he's definitely not one of my favorite actors, but I've never seen him in a movie that I dislike him. So I guess we'll just see how he does. Yeah, I only know that Adam Warlock is powerful. Um, I don't know anything about him other than that. I think he's probably the one name before the Guardians movies came out that I would have recognized. Um, And so I know he's a big deal. Um, I'm not going to do a lot of research, especially given that I feel like there's a good chance his backstory will be different based on how Infinity Saga's gone. I listened to a different podcast, and his whole, like, background and origin story is very tied with one of the Infinity Stones, like I said, and that's, the Infinity Saga's already happened, so, I mean, he's gonna be there for sure, but it's not gonna be as comic accurate as some other characters in the universe, for sure. Yeah, he definitely comes out as a villain, and sometimes he changes, depends. He could be the villain for the whole movie, I don't know. Will well isn't uh, Christian Bale's uh, character the bad guy for the Guardians movie? It's Thor. Thor, Thor, you're right. Thor, yep, that's good Thor. point. Good point. Um, look at Ron coming in clutch with a save here. Gosh, I love that guy. Yeah, I don't, it's Will's great. Like I said, people are all excited that he looks a little bigger and a little more handsome than what they probably remember him from, which is We're the Millers. We're the Millers. Which uh, <laughs> is he's funny in, but I, it's not really what he's going to uh, do. Is it? couple other movies i've seen him in it was uh he did the black mirror bandersnatch thing on netflix yep he was a character in that and then uh narnia was he in the narnia movies yeah he he played eustace in the third narnia movie as like a kid Uh, okay very nice he's a bratty kid in that movie he's been around for a while but you know yeah he's mostly been a lot of young adult uh kid stuff so this is Theoretically, it's a step up. I mean, Marvel still a little bit. For I mean, kids, anything, but. anytime you get hired, but unless you're like Leonardo DiCaprio, Marvel is now considered one of the premium positions to have because you just cashed in on a bunch of money for the next decade. Oh, I love die money. like what's this? Quicksilver. There's like a good chance <laughs> that Adam Warlock could die right off the bat. There's also a chance they could keep him along for the long run. It, I don't know what their long term goals are for Guardians, but. Yeah, it could be villains, a one and done for sure. Villains don't always have longevity in the universe, which has bothered me at certain points. Yeah. But he's not always necessarily a villain. Sometimes he ends up being the hero, so there's a chance. We'll see how the, like I said, because everything that he normally is is already gone and already happened, Yeah, it's just impossible to speculate. Uh, speaking of speculating, World War Hulk 100% confirmed? No. No. No, it's not. Um, but there has been a, there's a leak that kind of came out um, just to run it down for the audience. 
It's theoretically supposed to be a standalone Hulk movie. Hasn't said anything about it being Planet Hulk. And that it's supposed to take place after She-Hulk did the Disney Plus show um, on the canon. Like, both in release and in the timeline. I think uh, Universal's trying to get some of that Sony money. They're like, oh man, look how much money Sony's <laughs> making off Spider-Man in the MCU. We might as well just like... Cause I'm sure the split's much better for Sony in a Spider-Man movie as opposed to him showing up in the Avengers. And I would assume it'd be the same type of contract for Universal and using the Hulk. So, cash in, man. Yeah, they definitely should. I Like I said, the contracts of these things and what is and isn't okay and why it isn't isn't okay, I don't quite understand. But Hulk is cool. The thing is, the only cool Hulk solo story really is Planet Hulk. Um, and they kind of did a version of it already. Not, I know everyone's like, eh, not even on one of our top lists. What was it? The one where we said things that have are never going to happen. And we said that. I said that on there. I was like, kind of, because they kind of did it already. So I guess I don't know. I'll be excited to see it if they. Yeah, do they can't go back to the same world. I mean, they could, right. but the yeah, there's are two different worlds where there's like a Roman Coliseum style. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Fighting. <laughs> Oh, I do have another Hulk story that is one of my favorites. When he's not the main character, but old yeah. man Logan, I bring up that comic book all the time on this podcast, and he yeah has gone a... full villain. So I mean, maybe they do something like that. Probably not though. No, it's it's they. I mean, they could if they get the rights to World of Hulk, you can bend anything you want to it because it really is. It's one of those like people will lose their minds, be excited for it. It is a wicked cool idea. Just the idea of gladiators, we... I think that would honestly hit another market like the Godzilla King Kong type fans that like to see Titans just beat the crap out of each other. It's like, (laughs) well, you might get that audience involved here if you make a Hulk movie. Yeah. The idea, I was reading about it um, today actually, and about, they've denied this not only recently, but many times throughout history where they're like, hey guys, we're not doing it. We can't do it. And A, because they said they couldn't do it. They've also said it's weird because in Planet Hulk, there's no Bruce Banner. So it would be just Hulk the whole time, which they can change if they want to. But the traditional story. So I don't know. It, I still want it to happen. I don't know that it will, but. I want to see what happens it. in She Hulk first and what character decisions they make there and the character development that kind of comes out of that show and see if it warrants that type of movie. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I want to see if She-Hulk actually explores Bruce Banner fusing the two sides of the personality together. Because in classic Marvel fashion, they kind of just fast-forwarded over that. And it's kind of the climax of his character arc so far. Sometimes they go back in Marvel movies and we'll, we'll re-explore I've things. That that's going to be undone as far as him being like smart Hulk for the rest of time. I think it's maybe... Well, it's already undone. Back. It's Shang-Chi. It's the post-credits scene in Shang-Chi. He's already back to being... Yeah. Back to being Bruce. Yeah, yeah, Bruce. Thank you, thank you. But I'm just saying that I hope that they take the time to explore not only his decision to do that, but also then him now just being Bruce Banner again. Um, I think they probably will, but if he's just like a supporting character that kind of cameos, maybe they won't. Um and if they do him a disservice, then I'm probably not interested. I don't know, but that. if they uh, they bring in one abomination from Shang-Chi, that'd be sweet. Or Windigo, which is this giant, like, white wolf-type monster that was Wolverine's first introduction into comics. It was actually an Incredible Hulk comic. It was 181 was a, 180 was a cameo, 181 was his first full appearance, and it was very much those two duking it out and then Wolverine getting involved. So I don't think they're going to get Wolverine, but if they got, like, a Windigo or another 
beastly thing for him to beat up. That'd be cool. It would be. I mean, eventually they're going to get Wolverine. I, I don't think they're going to pick this movie to be yeah, the one no. to get him in, though. Although, this movie could be seven years down the line at that point. Who knows what they're doing with, <laughs> with X-Men. They're really dragging their feet with this X-Men. It's bugging me. They're my favorite, it, so it it's really bugging me. Uh, do you think... I, this is just a random question. Do you think we're going to know about the X-Men officially being in the MCU before or after we see it on film? Depends on how the how young the actor is that they get to play some of the characters. Because <laughs> uh, you can go full Tom Holland again, and he's just like, yeah, I accidentally spoiled everything. So maybe. Uh, I, Cody, I think, I think we'll get hints of it that are like more than just hints. Um, I think the seeds will be firmly planted for the X Men coming. By we the don't time think we'll see like a full cameo. There's not. We don't think we're gonna see a full Charles Xavier doing something before they even announce. Or. No, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, well, what was the last time this happened? It's been. A, I think it's been a minute since we've had an X Men movie character show up at the end of a movie without having any kind of announcement of them existing ahead of time in a while. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, but that's a good point. you know, we could always uh, use it if they do it again because everyone gets pumped when that happens. And then other times people don't know who it is. Like when the first Avengers came out, no one knew who the purple face guy was. <laughs> Except the hardcore comic <laughs> yeah. fans, so it's you know it could be another one of those things. That's a good point. Uh, last thing, thinking of being pumped, Eternals. People are pumped, sort of. There's a little bit of a mixed reaction out in the world. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's a great film." Maybe not a great Marvel movie. Other people are saying it's a great new direction. This movie seems like, in all intents and purposes, it's going to be its own one-off thing anyway. Yeah. Are we still excited for it? Yeah, I mean, Richard Madden's still one of my favorite actors, <laughs> and so is Kate Harrington. So whatever they do, I mean, it looks like it's going to be awesome. I, I just hope they're not, like, overpowered, I guess. Yeah. And we could get brushed with that. Like, they kind of seem to have godly powers. I'm like, uh, don't make them too powerful. Because then if you get them in a crossover movie, they get nerfed, even though they shouldn't be, because they needed to make sense for that plot. And they, I don't know. Thanks. They have to make sure they're level and power levels. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see an... Best directing winner, um, winner best director, uh, do a, a Marvel film. That's true. Um, Good point. But it's a Marvel film, you know. So, um, and I'm excited that I know hardly anything about it. Like I don't know these characters that, at all. It's kind of exciting to me. That's I'm my favorite thing about it. I'm gonna they're go great. in as blind as I can be. I'm pumped for that. Yep. Yeah. Same as like what they did with Guardians. I can't wait to see because yeah, I, I'm a big time comic fan, but I didn't care about the guardians i didn't even know who they were i might have heard like one of their names before that movie came out and i was totally fine with that went in loved the movie and now i like those characters so it's like hopefully they do that again we'll see how it goes well that's good i have zero interest but i love that you guys are interested in it, and i'm gonna watch it and i expect it to be a good film that i won't care about that's <laughs> kind of what i anticipate is gonna happen and that's okay Plenty of good films out there that I don't Look care about. Look for our uh, parking lot review on uh, Thursday, November 4th. It's going to be money. Yes, it's going to be sweet. Ron's going to fly all the way in. It's not true, but we wish he would. I know. Ron's so never... He'll get in for the full review, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll get him. We'll get him in here. Um, that's kind of all we got for news and notes. Anything else we think we need to hit in the Marvel uh, sphere, guys? Uh, the Guardians game comes up the 26th. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to mention that as often as we can. This time it's actually coming out in two days, and I am going to play it, and I will it. talk about it next week. You are getting it. My brother bought it for me for my birthday. Oh. Shout out Adam. <laughs> Adam, what are you? Come on, fam. Let's go. It's my birthday. You know, 
six months. <laughs> Can, let's go. That sucks. I do want to get it. I just don't want to spend the money on it. So yeah, no. straight up. Someone wants to to shoot me some some money on the old Venmo. There, I'll definitely buy. Until then, we'll just rely on Josh's terrible review of it. Obviously. My reviews are awesome. Now, yeah. is the game going to be good? I don't know. We'll see. Now nah, we'll find out. All right. Well, let's let's transition in what our episode is. Like I said, we didn't have a ton of Marvel stuff to talk about. There's no shoes to, shows to discuss. There's no shoes to discuss either. But we're gonna. I am getting a new pair of shoes. Does anyone care about that? <laughs> there we in go. a month, I've got some Air Force Ones getting mailed in. It's gonna Ron, be any shoes on your horizon? Um, something from Plato's Closet for fifteen bucks, probably. Oh, good, Money. good, excellent. All right, back to the important thing. Back to the important thing. So we uh we wanted to keep this this train of fun rolling. Last week we did DC stuff. This week we kind of just wanted to hit. We call it the streaming stuff episode. Um, the rules are a little loosely defined. Our goal is to find shows that either were exclusively streaming or that's kind of all you would know them from. So we didn't, you know, pick our top five favorite shows and. Let's say press. Friends and, you know, all these things. We also tried not to pick shows that are overly old. Uh, like Game of Thrones, we just ruled out, even though it probably would have made a few of our lists here. So. Oh, my list for sure. Um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. We'll kind of go five to one. Ron, you can kick us off, because I know you have a unique list anyway. So Am I starting? Am I going five through one or just my five right now? Just uh, your five, fifth just, one right just now. Your, just your least favorite it. of these five shows. Okay, so I only have five shows. streaming shows that I could think of that I've watched that are anything recent. Um, and so these are just not my top five. These are just my five. Um, my bottom of that list is um, our first Star Trek show, um, Star Trek Discovery. Um, and it is um, hot garbage. Um, I was just going to say. Where, where can we find have... these shows, by the way? Yeah, so all the new Star Trek shows um, are on Paramount+. Plus. Um, it's CBS's um, and Viacom's um, movies and, and TV shows. Um, there's a lot of Star Trek shows. There's three new ones, and there's a few more coming down the chute, at least two confirmed. Discovery is like the newest one. Their uh, season four is coming out soon. Um, it's like the most big budget Star Trek thing you can imagine. There we go. Working on the volume still. Um, got excited because this show, guys, is so terrible in so many it's ways. Um, you you should have heard me when I was drinking on Friday night. I got super loud. The neighboring kids were not excited about my language. Continue. Nah, Dang. Um, the anyways in this in this show the, the graphics are amazing. Um, the uh, the whole thing's like well done. I'll put it that way. It's like imagine like Game of Thrones season eight. Um, probably not that big budget, but. Um, it's everything you would want in like modern Star Trek, like very serialized storytelling, very emotional plots, very um, well choreographed modern fight scenes. But it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. with it's just pretty terrible, hard. terrible world building. Um, just throwing too many things at the fan, too many plots going all at once. Um, stuff that's super convoluted. And then I think my biggest issues are the show can't really figure out why it wants to exist, other than just being like the modern Star Trek. Um, gotcha. you've got to have a reason for a show to exist. Also, the main character, the main protagonist, um, she is not a captain, which just makes it very hard to still have her be the protagonist to have it make sense. So she's not she also, cries, she also cries almost every episode. Um, and she's supposed to be kind of a character that's not super in touch with her emotions because um, she's raised by Vulcans. She's actually Spock's like half-sister or stepsister, I should say. Um... And it's just, it's just like too many, it's just too much. It's just like they cranked everything up to 12. 
13 and then you dial it back down to like six or seven. What I just did with my volume, that's what that, that's what that show is. It's just too much, too much muchness. Um, so it's, it's the bottom of my rankings. Yep. All right. Uh, I would ask follow-up questions, but it sounds like it's not a show that we need to explore or look into. So. I love Josh, how you only have five shows you're watching. And you're just like, here's the worst one, though. Don't watch this one. The other four. Yeah, no, are- I love it. Exactly. Pay attention. It keeps them rolling. Josh, do you have a show that we should watch that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is the one that I came up with that kind of broke the rules, but I'm picking it anyway. And that is Dexter, which you can find on Netflix. But also... Yes. It may be old, but the new season's coming to Showtime uh, next week on the seventh, two yes, weeks, whatever that is. So I decided that that still counts. It still counts because at least one season fits the rules. Oh. So I love yes. it. Uh, yeah, that show is great. Uh, really love it. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. It's a little old, but it's still fantastic. The John Lithgow season's the best one by far. I don't remember the number of which one that was, but the rumor is two, right? Actually, hmm? Was it three, season two? Two. two. I, think I think three. I don't know. It's either two or three, but best season for sure. And uh, rumor is, and I'm pretty sure it's confirmed that Lithgow is coming back in like a, I don't know, like a force ghost or consciousness yeah, type of deal in uh, the new season. So I'll be excited to watch that. Yeah, I, I love Dexter. If you guys don't know what it's about, it's just like a, what is it? Killer who kills killers, right? That's the best yeah, he's, he's a serial killer, but he was kind of taught by his dad, who is a police captain, I believe, kind of just taught him to do the right thing with his uh, dark passenger, is what he calls yeah. it throughout the seasons. And... Uh, a lot of people were really disappointed with how it ended, including myself. Yeah. The, just the final episode wrapped really weird. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that it's coming back and we're getting a little bit further with the story on those characters that you kind of learned to love over the uh, couple seasons here. They got some yeah. great, you know, you know, good, hard-hitting actors throughout the thing. So I enjoy that one quite a bit. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. And if you guys are kind of wondering how the show functions, it functions as a, a crime show. It functions in yeah. a lot of the same way as like a CSI or... You know, only the show, it's got a lot of episode or two arcs of, you know, certain people he's trying to kill and uh, murder yep. mysteries and stuff. So, worth watching. Um, yeah, I'll hit my, my number five here. The show I watch all the time, and I suggest people watch it. And that's The Great British Baking Show. <laughs> which, what uh, is that on? Which is on Netflix. I know that uh, technically it's on BBC first and you could watch it, but no one does. I would bet 85% of the people on this earth who know what this show is, watch it on Netflix. It's a very popular show on Netflix. It's uh, one of their yeah. high-rich shows. Um, it's got like nine seasons at this point. There's a season running right now. It kind of comes out every week. Uh, I love it. Me and my wife watch it. It's exactly what you think. It's a cooking competition show, but it's all about baking. It's, in, it's British people. They're all super nice. It's obnoxious. Um, and like, yeah, unlike things like Hell's Kitchen and stuff like that, there's not a lot of yelling and screaming. It's not this high octane thing. It's a very like lovey, just kind of, oh yeah, you're all doing great. You just do this a little better. Um, but you get invested in the characters cause they do the backgrounds and they show the kids and it's cute. And I super love it. And you get to see a lot of interesting meals and they, they call cookies crackers and it's great. Yeah. Love it. I have <laughs> seen a couple of episodes it's not my type of show, but I can definitely see why people enjoy it. So I've got no qualms with that number five. That's, yes. uh, that's a good one. Very I've watched every season at least twice because my wife wakes me. Then I fall asleep. Ron, do you have any shows that are worth watching, or do you still have another show that you just want to make us avoid? No. The next four are worth watching. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So my number four, um, another Star Trek show, Star Trek Lower Decks. 
Um, it is a half-hour animated comedy Star Trek show um, about a crew that specializes in second contact. So first contact is where you meet an alien race for the first time. And then second contact is the people that come in and do all the like paperwork and diplomatic boring stuff. And it follows the crew members that are ensigns that do the garbage work on that ship. Um, and so it's kind of um, probably half the episodes are not super good. They like lean too heavy into um, nostalgia or like in jokes that aren't that clever. The other half of the episodes are freaking freaking hilarious. Um, so for instance, like one plot line is um, there's one character who's like, Oh, my friend in the ship, they're dating someone who's hot. Clearly that person's a shapeshifter. Like the characters have a lot of knowledge of the Star Trek universe and they have a lot of jokes that play off of that. Um, They also get to do action scenes you couldn't do as easily in Star Trek because it's animated. animated. Um, It's it's pretty fast paced and it's only 20 minutes. So if there's an episode I don't love, it's like, oh, I didn't waste a ton of time. Um, Yeah, it's it's just fun. It's a fun show. Is it a fun show? For Star Trek fans, like if people who don't like Star Trek, just it's not worth it. Or what um, I think if you had familiarity with Star Trek, it could be fun. Kind of like if you've ever seen Galaxy Quest, you don't need to watch a lot of Star Trek to love Galaxy Quest. I think right. this show is kind of similar. Um, or even if you have like familiarity with a lot of sci-fi tropes, you'll probably still enjoy at least chunks of it. But yeah, certainly if you like Star Trek, you'll get. I, for one, have that's one section of nerddom that I just have never really explored myself. So I did not know that about you, and that's that's cool. Now, as a as a complete novice, hasn't seen anything. Is this something I should watch, or should I save that for other shows that you're about to talk about? Uh, you should maybe save that for other shows. You should also no. watch other movies first before you ever get it wrong. Yeah, if you want to know what Star Trek to start with, I made a comprehensive list for somebody last year of the top 100 hours of Star Trek. Yes, message Ron and ask him about Yeah, if you watch. text me that, I will watch some of that. I will. Uh, I'll try to find it. All right, Josh. It took me a lot of work to put together. <laughs> All right, Josh. Do you got any Star Trek shows on your list? I don't Apparently have not. any Star Trek yeah. on my list. Though well, what's I the next do, one on your list? Uh, I saw Picard, and I do want to watch that. So no. We'll see if Ron talks about it at some point. Yep. Uh, number four, I put The Boys. If you guys haven't seen The Boys, ah, yeah, the boys. It. it's on Amazon Prime. It's very bloody violent. Uh, Rob Kirkman, I believe, did it. Same guy that did The Walking Dead. Uh, really interesting show. Takes, like, kind of, if superheroes were real, put it in the realistic dome and showing very, very imperfect superheroes and some that are just blatantly awful people. It explores that whole dichotomy there. And then they're all obviously famous, so they sell their own merch and stuff. So they're living the celebrity life, but they also have powers. I think there was there, is there, there's been two seasons, correct, or is it three? I have avoided this show at all costs. So I can oh, say. don't do that. It's really good. I, <laughs> people can tell me, but it's... I just, nothing about, sell me on it other than, like, it's brutally violent. Because I feel like that's what everyone, oh, well, they do well, things yeah. that other superheroes would do. Well, I don't want to see my superheroes do that anyway. So, is there I any think other the, thing? Yeah, the interesting thing about it is just, there's character explanation, or exploration. And the main character, he he's a human in, like, a superhero world. So, you get to kind of see things from his perspective. And there's this group of outliers that are against the the seven which are like the essentially the justice league in this universe here so the main character is not like superman trope guy that i see in all the 
previous. No, he's the main antagonist, I would argue. Oh, uh, okay. He's, uh, I, oh my god, I can't even think of his name off the top of my head. Doesn't matter, I've seen it, it's a great show, go watch that one. I put that, that one's got a new season coming here soon. Uh, the guy that plays the villain in Breaking Bad that owns Los Pollos Hermanos, what is that actor's name? Giancarlo Esposito? Yes, Giancarlo Also Esposito. in The Mandalorian? Yes, yes, also in The Mandalorian, which I'm sure one of us will bring that show up. It's possible. And yeah, he's he's uh, he's getting built up to be like a bigger role as a villain in the next season, and he is a killer villain. I don't care what anyone says; he's one of the best for sure. Okay, well, you know what? As about the way you describe it, now that I kind of have a better understanding, I might might watch it at some point. The next watch show, like gonna... three episodes. If you don't like the first three, then you. You probably won't like the show, but you should always give it a shot. That's what I think. Yeah, the next show I'm going to talk about uh, is also on Amazon Prime. I'm going to try to sell you guys on watching this as well. And it's The Marvelous Miss Maisel, which uh, is probably a show not as many people have heard of, but you should. If you have Amazon Prime. Joe Rogan podcast, he brings it up on there. Yes. There you go. Love Joe Rogan. He's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very clever show, it's very funny. Um, it's similar to Gilmore Girls, if that's a show you uh, grew up watching, and your girlfriend probably has, if you uh, know yes. anybody who has a girlfriend. My wife did watch um, that, but I did not. So, if anyone has a significant other, they like Gilmore Girls, this is probably a show you guys will enjoy watching. It's about a, a girl growing up in the 50s who wants to be a comedian, but obviously is ostracized in the world, and they don't, they kind of don't let her into this boy club that is comedy. Um, she kind of then there's a lot of family drama, and it's very funny. She comes from a very rich set of parents who are very traditional, so there's comedy in there. Her husband, who becomes her ex-husband, like the first episode, comes from a very Jewish family. There's a lot of comedy in there, and they, they cross over a lot of funny things, but her stand-up is relatively funny when she does it, and the show itself is very cleverly written. It does a lot of like long takes, and there's like a theme to the way they shoot every episode, so if you enjoy the cinematography of, like, clever, well-done things, this is a show to watch. Or if you just like funny things, like I said, the best example would be if you like Gilmore Girls, you'll like this show. Um, it's got a couple, se- three seasons out already. I still haven't heard anything about the fourth season other than that it's confirmed. I feel like COVID is really making me wait forever. So it's a show you should watch. Definitely worth checking out, I think. Um, but I don't know that we're going to get a, a ton of people who are going to watch it who are watching this podcast. i got to be honest with you. Ron, is there anything that's better crossover than uh, Miss Maisel in Marvel on your list? Yeah, uh, I don't like Gilmore Girls, so I probably won't like that show. Um, The next one I have, my number three, I will not talk about very long because um, you've heard of it, uh, and it's Squid Game. Um, All I'll say about Squid Game is this. I've only seen one episode, and I love it. What platform is it on, Ron? Uh, Squid Game is on Netflix. I got my roommate's Netflix just just to watch it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a survival drama, um, kind of like The Hunger Games or like Battle Royale, if you've heard of that. It's um, a bunch weird. of four people play a bunch of children's games for a ton of money, um, and if they lose any of the children's games, um, they get brutally murdered um, by the hosts. Um, that's all I'm going to say about the plot. Um, everything about this show is amazing, um, with the exceptions of... Um, there's some twists at the end that I don't love. I will not get into them for the sake of spoilers. Um, but all you have to do is Google why the twist at the Swiggum didn't work, um, and you'll see probably a lot of views that I agree with. Um, 
I kind of feel like this about a second season. I don't know if I like yeah. the idea or not. We'll see if it happens. Um, if you do watch it, also look up articles on if you if you watch it and you you either listen to the dub or subtitles. So basically, if you don't speak Korean, um, make sure make sure you look at some articles about did what you, you miss. Subtitles in? Yeah, it's a Korean show. I know. Which um, one did you do? I did uh, I did subtitles, but yeah, subtitles either way, we we miss things in English because there's some some words yeah. we don't have. Um, so look that up. I think it's kind of fun to see like you know. We talk about books and translations, but the same thing for movies um, can happen as well, where, where if you hear something in a different language, you actually miss a lot of subtext. Um, and so if, if you do watch the show, I would encourage you to look up articles about that. Um, it's actually like a ton of fun um, to look into. So, yep. I second this recommendation. I just finished it earlier this week, actually. Very good stuff. All of all the stuff you said, definitely agree with. I know exactly what you mean by the twist, and it bothered me a little bit, too. Because things were not as they seemed, and it bugged me. But whatever. Yes, it was good show. There are twists that they set up well. You can go back and like, oh, they did set this up. Um, But they're just twists that narrative-wise, narratively, end up just being dumb. They like don't work. I think from a narrative standpoint, in terms of like the show that we're watching. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah, it's not overall great show though. Honestly, overall great show. Nah, I'm, 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 I'm a little over the just dystopian future thing, and uh, it's not even a dystopian saw, future so. though. That's but the it thing. Is, but that's the, the that's the theme though. It's like there are super rich people taking over. The, that's the theme of dystopian. I mean, they we live in a dystopian future, Cody. Yeah, what can I, I say, know, Coach? I know. I know it's using them like horse races is the analogy they use in the show. Is like you you bet on your horses and you you bet on your humans and just you know the ultra rich or the Hunger Games and all that stuff. It's yes. Everyone seems to love it. I'm definitely in the wrong here. Uh, but I watched wrong, an episode but... and a half, and I just I couldn't get into it. I will say, though, just because you have to either watch the dub or the subtitles. I chose subtitles because dubs bother me. Um, give it a give it a watch anyway. Oh, I know yeah. some, oh. people, some people get really angry about having to read, and it's like, guys, it's it's you, worth it. You, you, know, it. you yeah. get Yeah, you get used to it so fast, you don't even yeah. realize that you're doing it. Yep. Um, and it actually just makes you pay more attention to whatever. Alright, I'm not going to watch any of Ron's shows so far. Josh, give me a show to watch. Yep, number three, Ozarks. It is on Netflix. Jason Bateman, not Sudeikis. I almost switched it in my head there. Jason Bateman's great in that show. It's uh, essentially a money launderer, and he's really far deep, and he's he's very specific with his money. I'm not going to give away the entire show, but he's he's meticulous. He's smart with his money. He lives under the radar for the most part. And he's uh, got connections with the Mexican cartel, and they got drugs coming in there. He helps filter it. And then the whole show takes place at the Ozark Lakes, I think. Missouri, I think, is the state it's in. I don't uh, Someone will have to check that for me. But it's a, essentially, it's like takes place in a vacation destination, but they live there year-round. So it makes it uh, it's fun. It's, a, it's an honestly, it's a really good show. And there's one more season coming. How many seasons are there? think this is the fifth coming out maybe okay. fourth i'm like it a shot uh i've heard of it before i just have not gonna run to it i do love that josh in a weird way our sh- our lists are starting to mirror each other in a weird way because my next episode is also a show that takes place in a quote-unquote vacation spot um and that's nice. outer banks hey money love outer banks is great if you haven't heard of the show uh get on netflix and get watching two seasons are out right now um, and like I said, it takes place in the place called Outer Banks in North Carolina. 
Oh, all of a sudden we've got... A little echo there. That was weird. Continue. And it's gone again. Outer Banks of North Carolina. It's these... The idea of the show is there's this group of people, they call themselves the Pogues. That's like this poor kids. And uh, they are stuck on this island, hanging out with all the snooty rich kids who, for some reason, I can't think of their names right now. But kooks, kooks, pokes and kooks. Um, And they kind of, you know, they're just living their life. And there's this crew of people, this main set of kids, young adults, you know, 22-year-olds who are playing 16-year-olds, all great stuff as usual. They all look super good, you know, in their bikinis and their shirts often, as you would expect, running around. They get to go on the boats and there's lakes and there's super pretty, you know, the world of the ocean is all super pretty. But they're on a treasure hunt. That's related to this and that, and all kinds of wild things happen. There's betrayal, and there's murders, and there's things that would never happen to teenagers, but they, they do it anyway. There's no mm-hmm. parents that care about these kids at any given point. Um, they're just allowed free yep. reign to run around and be wild, and some of these kids die like three times somehow and come back to You're going to love it. It's it's <laughs> absolutely off the walls, and but like it doesn't seem like it's off the walls until like you stop and think about it because as it's happening in the episode you're just like oh my god this i want to give you a comp here the first season of riverdale i don't watch riverdale anymore but it's very similar to the first season of riverdale i haven't watched the show all the way through but my wife watched the show and i caught a lot of episodes as it was going it reminded me very much of like it felt like a well-written, like, John Green young adult novel yeah. that got turned into a show. So if you like mm-hmm. that that type of writing where it's, like, they actually develop the characters well and it's not just mm-hmm. everybody's having sex all the time, which is now the downfall of Riverdale. I think, like, two seasons ago, they essentially turned it into this weird mystic universe where yeah, all the and, teenagers were with each other. And, and you know. Riverdale's got a much darker, somber, more tone. This Outer Banks is, like, it's very joyous all the time. And they're always very excited to see each other, and they're always out in their surfer bods. It's a super fun show. I definitely suggest anybody would watch it, no matter what your interest is. If you like things that are joyous and fun, it's worth it's worth watching at least like three episodes of Outer Banks. Uh, Ron, keep us rolling. We got a couple of good shows in a row. What's next? Yep, my number two show um, is The Mandalorian. Um, people have talked about The Mandalorian a lot in different contexts, and so. To give my take, um, the only quibble I have with Mandalorian is that there's not always enough going on in each episode, but that's also why the show works. Um, mm, yeah. Because the show is essentially a Western. You can't have too many things going on in a lot of Westerns, and the simplification of the plot, I think, leads to a lot of the appeal. But what I really like about The Mandalorian is it's one of, I think, the few Star Wars things we've gotten recently that does something new. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. Different kind of tone, different kind of plot lines than we're used to seeing in Star Wars. And I'm including in that not only all the new movies, I'm including new books, new comics. Um, I was a big fan of what's now called Star Wars Legends, which was this expanded universe, like, you know, eight plus years ago, before Disney bought Lucasfilm. Um, and what I love with the expanded universe, half of it was hot garbage. Um, but a lot of it was like new things, things that like Star Wars hadn't done. And it was like, oh, this is cool because it's Star Wars, but it's like something new and creative. And a lot of modern Star Wars has not gone that direction, um, with a few exceptions and a few books, I think. Um, and The Mandalorian, I think it's, you know, it avoids a lot of stuff with the Jedi for the most part. It isn't even really about a bounty hunter. It's got a protagonist who, like, mm-hmm. is kind of like a, he's like an ex-bounty hunter at this point. He's yeah, just like kind of a wanderer like almost. Bounty. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm really excited for what The Mandalorian's done for Star Wars. 
we're gonna have these other sh shows that like shoot off of it that mm -hmm. are also gonna be their own unique genres um and i think if you look at books movies tv comics i think that uh tv of those four things is the area of star wars that is going to grow in the most over the next five years in terms of mm. types of storytelling that they're going to do um and yeah so uh and i'm pumped for the third season of mandalorian because like i don't think anyone quite knows what they're going to do we have ideas um and the show does a good job being nostalgic without like leaning too hard into fan service and that's a really hard line for stuff like star wars to do well um, and they, and they know they have just enough cameos from other characters, but like, it's not about those people as much, um, which is just honestly kind of impressive. It's just hard to do that these days in any kind yeah. of universe. Uh, so streaming on Disney plus, just in case anyone didn't know yes, that streaming Disney plus correct. Yep. Um, he's placed six years after return of the Jedi, um, star Wars is a Western. Yep, go check it out. Also, check out our sister podcast, Star Wars Stuff Podcast. I'm sure they've analyzed this till ashes. I know yep. they love that show, and I know I love that show. I agree with you 100%. Really good storytelling stuff. I uh, love the main character. I'm really excited for the Ahsoka show. That's going to be sweet. Same thing with the Legend of Boba Fett. But I'm most looking forward to Kenobi. And if any of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast hosts are listening, get me on those episodes. Yes. Kenobi, yes. Kenobi is I volunteer as well. Yeah. We might be. We might just, there might be two Star Wars Stuff Podcasts for a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we just, uh, that show's going to be great. Uh, all right. All right, Josh, keep us rolling. Yep. Well, it's good. Uh, number two, we get to dive into some comic book characters. Ooh. We're going Titans. It is ah. one of my favorite shows, and that's just in general, not just currently streaming. I get it. Cody always says that it's a slow burn, which I can kind of it understand. It's, but... it's fine. It's, I mean, I like other CW shows yeah. as well. So it's the same yeah. thing. It's fine. They're good. Dick Grayson is my favorite comic book character across all companies. So, And him getting to develop into Nightwing the right way and spend this last whole season as Nightwing, kind of stepping into a Batman-esque role. The third season takes place in Gotham, and I know every tertiary reference that they make in this stinking show. So there's nothing that gets by me. I love it so much. They're my favorite characters, and uh, it's a you know it's it's a team up show. Uh, if you watch the original Teen Titans cartoon, it's not that, but it kind of is in that same vein. I think they made this show specifically for the fans of Teen Titans back in early 2000s, and now they realize we're all older. So we're getting this, you know, rated R or NC-17, whatever you want to call it. That's what's getting tagged onto the show. There's some blood, but it's mostly just focused and the storylines are fun. And my favorite thing about it is they don't follow the comics exactly. Normally, I like to see comics followed kind of to the T, but in this specific scenario, they take liberties on a couple of characters that just kind of works for the plot of the show. So that's I'm going to go ahead and not respond at all just because I, I do want people to watch it, so I don't want to say the things I don't like about it. And you said all the things I do like about it. So I'll just go ahead and leave that review there. Unless, Ron, have you seen Titans? Do you have anything you want to press for? Um, yeah, I have I have not. Um, that is streaming on HBO Max. So if you guys don't yes. know that, go check that out. If there was more Batman, I would consider it. There is, ooh, uh, you're a Game of Thrones guy. Uh, Sir Jorah Mormont plays Bruce Wayne in Titans. Yes, but I want more Batman that in if you watch it. I also want more in it, but that's fine. It, well, fine. It, I don't want it to turn into a Batman show, even though I love no, Batman. No, I, I get that. why they don't put him in there too much. I, we're going to get more future uh, Batman shows. Yeah, we haven't had a Batman, Batman show, though. Not no, really. We're since. getting one, though. Don't worry. We are getting one, <laughs> uh, which is cool. 
Yeah, yeah it, it's fine. There's a lot of things I do like about the show. Obviously, I like it enough to have watched all of it, so don't don't let me temper any enthusiasm. Definitely watch it. Uh, no, I didn't touch on the other character. Oh. Sorry. Uh, there's Nightwing's the best character, but you got Red Hood, Starfire, Beast Boy, Raven, so Hawk and Dove. If you like any of those characters, they're pretty cool in the show. There's too much Hawk and Dove and not enough Beast Boy. All right, I'm not going to complain. True. What did I say? That part <laughs> is very true, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, but that's going to change in the future. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, she's, she's the girl from Friday Night Lights, though, which is great. Um, and he's the guy from Blue Mountain State. Yeah, also, yeah, true. A lot of weird football movie references, show references. Yeah. All right, my number two show is uh, it's a little different than I think anyone we've mentioned so far, but it's so good. I wish I could convince everyone on Earth to watch this show. It's the Eco Challenge Fiji. This show is in incredible i if you watch anything in the next week of your life just put this show on and watch it it is a race that is 24 7 and they are racing across the island of fiji they have to boat for a part and then they gotta walk a while and they gotta bike and then they gotta get on a different type of boat and they gotta wait for a raft but like 30 kilometers at a time you know like think like seven hours of this followed by nine hours of that um, 24-7 racing, so, like, two hours of sleep at a time, like, absolute, just the pushing of the human body, teams of, like, three, and, you know, you gotta get your whole team moving, it's incredible, and they, like, the way they jump around, and, like, one team's, like, three days ahead of other teams, certain teams are just, like, trying to, you know, like a checkpoint you have to get to in so many days, so, you're, like, you're invested in this team getting to the checkpoint, because you want to see them finish, you know they're not going to win. But then you're also invested in who's winning. Um, and it's what streaming so platform good. is this? Is on this Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it's one of those things. If you already have Amazon Prime, download the app, watch this show. It's it'll hook you. It's one of those shows. Uh, there's a lot of shows. You're like, oh, you got to watch an episode or two to get into it. This is one of those shows. You watch the first episode. You watch 15 minutes of it, and all of a sudden you you are hooked. You want to know everything about every team that's competing. It's like I said, there's like 40-something teams plus competing trying to race across this island. It's so good. Sounds a little similar. I, I'm sure my wife would really enjoy that show. It's, it kind of sounds similar to The Challenge, which is a long-standing show, but that, that kind of combines the reality TV aspect as so, well. That, so exactly. There's no reality TV to this one. Which I prefer it without the reality TV, yes. so maybe I'll recommend this one. Well, so so, coach, it's it's by Mark Burnett, correct? Yeah. Who so the, he um, has he developed Amazing Race. He developed Survivor. This show is kind of like those things mixed together. It, those um, are mixed together, but it's yeah, but it's all just the challenge of moving. Not there's not any tertiary things happening other than traversing the land. Yeah, it's like the most sport version of a reality show. You could, you, yeah. it's really a sport you're watching. Exactly, yeah, exactly what it is. It's, it's watching I, a giant race, but it's a race that takes place over 10 days. You sold it to me. I will watch at least an episode or two. I will watch it once. I waste um, my entire life. I'll watch it once uh, Survivor is done in a few months because um, that show eats my life away already. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, do our, let's do our number ones, and then we can talk about any honorary mentions we have afterward that we want yep, to plug in things that were missed out. Ron, one show that we all need to watch. What is it and why? Yeah. I don't know if it's one show everybody needs to watch. I'll get into that. Um, but it is Star Trek Picard, um, as Josh was oh, waiting to Star hear Star Trek. I've um, heard of this. Yes, yes. Um, 
It is, uh, the, the, the name's kind of dumb, but it is, um, it is Captain Picard from The Next Generation. It's after the television show, after the movies. Um, it's him 20 years after his last appearance. Um, he is an old, old man. He's retired. Um, so it's a Star Trek show where none of the characters are really in Starfleet. Um, it's kind of just like a ragtag team of people. Um, there's some action that is well done, but it's more primarily a drama show. Um, it's a little more of a slow burn. It's only 10 episodes. Um, yeah, the Patrick Stewart is getting pretty old. It'd be hard for him to do a lot of action stuff. Although shout out to that guy for <laughs> recycling his roles from 20 years ago. Yes. He just did Professor X again. And uh, yes, Logan. Um, yes. Patrick Stewart is back. Um, Seven of nine. If you've seen Star Trek Voyager is back and she is she kicks butt in the show. Um, it's it's hard to really get into the plot of it. Um, there's a lot of kind of conspiracy sort of things. It takes a lot of the loose threads left over from a lot of shows and movies and kind of combines them together, which is cool. Um, the middle of the season's a bit sluggish, but um, the first few episodes are great, really exploring a character. If people love Captain Picard, they will love the first few episodes. And then the last few episodes are probably... Um, I think one of the last scenes is one of the more poignant things I've seen in anything ever. Um, and so I don't, it's not like the best show that's been made. Um, but it's the one that I'm like just stupid pumped for the next season, if that makes any sense. Um, and it's, it's another show that I think has done a good job balancing legacy characters. People want to see with new characters, with new plot lines, with having nostalgia, but knowing how to use it well. Um, Something, once again, a lot of shows don't succeed at. So the second season comes out very soon. Once again, it's on Paramount+. Plus, uh, um, and there's only one season. There's only 10 episodes so far. So if you're like, I don't want to commit to anything too huge. Um, but you're a Star Trek fan. You've seen the Next Generation show and movies. Um, this is, a, this is a, maybe a, a show of the new Star Trek shows that you'd probably be most interested in. Do you have to watch his other appearances to enjoy the show, do you think? Or is it just like um, an ancillary piece? I don't think you you do know it doesn't um, it doesn't use any like specific plot lines from other things um, it it does spoil things from other stuff of course um, if you have any type of idea of who Data is and any type of idea who the Borg are and if you've seen um, maybe the like Star Trek movie that came out in two thousand nine um, the like soft reboot. Um, quick note that's the only one not on paramount plus and i want to watch it but there's more streaming it because i want to watch that series with yeah. Chris Pine. um if you if you have any background any of that that's enough to enjoy it okay well then i'll watch those movies first and then i will watch picard because i do love patrick stewart he's great all right josh give us something to watch something good all right the world knows he's gotten two emmys for it jason sudeke's <laughs> Ted Lasso on Ooh, Apple TV. Fun show. It is a feel-good show. I am not the type of guy to really just feel warm inside watching <laughs> things, but that's exactly what this show does. It's so happy. It's so cheery. Season two, it gets a little bit deeper into the characters. I'm not going to spoil anything. Wasn't as good as the first season, but still very well written. Uh, some of the best. Honestly, Roy Kent is one of the best Roy Kent, <laughs> yes. Roy he's one of the Kent. best characters written into TV shows in the last 20 years no, no exaggeration he's so good no Brett Goldstein absolutely kills it I love he does. he's great he's so funny his podcast is very funny if you guys haven't uh, listened to that one go listen to uh, movies to be buried with but 
Ted Lasso, it kind of takes, I think it, this, that character started in a commercial or something like that. Where it's a, <laughs> it was an American football coach goes to England and teaches soccer. It's, it's a funny concept, but they just, they absolutely nail it. All the most the Midwestern, like, Chuck's a doodle guy, though, as well. You gotta... <laughs> yeah, uh, what's, uh, what's the guy's name in uh, The Simpsons with the mustache? Flanders. Flanders. He's yes. kind of like Flanders <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> he's, he has some of those uh, silly sayings and stuff. He's got nothing but silly sayings. He's, he's so funny. He's a great actor. There's some other, you know, really fun characters like uh, Coach Beard. He's he's a weird guy. You get to know some of the soccer players like Jamie Tart, and then there's Keeley, and then the boss. I her name's yeah. There's blanket on there's me for a moment. Romance. But, there's characters. It's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yep. All comedy, but a lot. Yeah. There's romance, and then there are a couple episodes where it handles real life things, which is always kind of mm-hmm. nice to see in a show. I can't recommend this enough. I know Apple TV isn't exactly popping, but it's it's such a good show, and I yeah, would recommend you get like anyone a, to watch that. A free month or two of the Apple TV with something, I'd probably just sign up, get a free month, whatever. It's the yep. show to watch, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, my number one is, uh, I really wanted, I almost put Fiji Challenge number one, because it's the one I, I think more people would watch if I just spread it out to everybody in the world to watch. But the one that I enjoy the most, and I think if you enjoy it, you really enjoy it, is The Witcher. Hey. Um, I love The Witcher. Just you know, the toss a I, coin to your Witcher. I walk, yeah, I walk around all day, just toss a coin to your Witcher, and I'm just all day around walking around. Seems I'm going to get a strike for that. Somehow. That uh, far show is popular uh, Netflix. enough. We Netflix. Have yeah, so it's on Netflix. Um, it's only on Netflix. It's based off the Witcher books, not necessarily the Witcher games, which is probably. In a lot of ways, the more popular medium of The Witcher is the the trilogy of games, which are awesome, by the way. If you haven't played them, they're some of the best games ever made. Um, but it's based more on the books, but there's a lot of crossover anyway, obviously. And the show itself is weird if you don't have an idea of it, at least the first time you watch it. So the main selling point of the show is that there's these these three characters who are destined to kind of gravitate towards each other the mm-hmm. there's Geralt of Rivia who's the witcher and the witcher is just like a mutated human kind of you know played by Henry Cavill yes very buff very handsome Superman himself indeed, he, uh, indeed he's very handsome he looks good he kills it in this role he is a huge witcher fan he said he you know he played the games three or four times and he had to go back and read the books three or four times and then he was like all right I've got to make this show happen <laughs> um, so this is really spearheaded by Henry Cavill in a lot of ways. Didn't know he, that. That's cool. He goes hard at it. Um, so he, there's him. There's Jennifer Vanderberg, who is a, a witch, who is an absolutely stunning, uh, I can't think of the actress's name, but she is very beautiful. Not at the first, uh, not at the beginning of the show. That's yes, for sure. sure. She doesn't start beautiful, but she becomes it, which is kind of part of her arc as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, Siri, which is a young girl who is, you'll find out is kind of why she's connected to Geralt as the show goes. But... As the show develops, you don't. It's never told to you that they don't. Their three storylines are not happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you don't notice and you kind of don't really realize what's happening, there's like the Yennefer story, which started like a thousand years ago, and like every episode of her is like jumping a couple hundred years forward in time. You don't really realize it. Um, there's the Geralt storyline, which 
jumps like 50 years at a time as it continues on. And there's the series storyline, which is like a day at a time. Until they slowly all kind of catch up to each other and culminate at the end. But you don't realize that the first time you're watching it. So it's a weird show the first time. Mm-hmm. But once I watched it the second time, I was like, this is low-key one of the best shows I've ever watched. It's super clever. It's super smart. It's great world building. So if you like things like Game of Thrones, if you you know watch that show, you'll like The Witcher because the world building is excellently done. And the characters themselves are cool. Everything's interesting. The monsters look cool. They're also different. It's not quite as like, all oh, monsters are evil. They're just kind of creatures that exist. Um, so a lot of good stuff going on in the show. I would suggest you give it a try, but it's not the show that I think everyone's going to like. But if you do like it, I think you love it. Yep. I, if you wouldn't have put it on your list, it was going to make my four or five for sure. Um, I don't remember. Is it, is it only been one season or has it been two now? It's only been one season out so far. Two is coming uh, soon, though. Two is coming soon. Very excited about it. It's uh, it's yeah, it's one of those shows that I love it more. But I would bet some of the other shows on my list are more worth watching. The shows that I didn't put on my list, there's really three that come to mind, and I didn't put them all on for the same reason. And that's they're all Christmas shows. So <laughs> there's there's a trilogy of Christmas shows that I'm just so excited to watch again come Christmas time. Uh, one's Home for Christmas, which is again it actually is like a Finland, I think, and it you have to choose subtitles or dubs, but it's a very great Christmas show. There's a like pure comedy one um, that's Merry Happy Whatever that's in like the sitcom kind of role. And there's another one that's like a very meta sort of young adult romance one called Dash and Lily. There's they're all three. They're great Christmas time Netflix shows. I love them so much. Obviously, I love Christmas more than I love like virtually anything besides you know my wife and daughter. So. I love those shows, and they would be on my list, but I want to leave them for their own little Christmas special list. <laughs> yeah, I had so never good. heard of a Christmas show. I've heard a lot of Christmas movies, but never about a show, so that's cool. Maybe that'll yes. be a Come Christmas, a I'll bring all of them up again, and you all watch them, <laughs> I'll be glad to hear it. Absolutely uh, great shows. My you know, honorable mentions were the Disney Plus shows, specifically the Falcon and Winter Soldier, because that was, you know, the one that, like, followed the rules the best because it's getting a second season, and I liked it more than Loki, but WandaVision was the best of the uh, trio that I'm referring to, which is, you know, Loki, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and, of course, WandaVision. WandaVision won a bunch of Emmys. We go, go back and watch our reviews. This is the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We did reviews on every individual episode if you like the show go watch our episodes and let us know what oh you thought God, I they're love so good disney plus that's that's good stuff to have that's for sure um i have three honorable mentions that are not streaming shows but people are discovering them via streaming um u.s survivor it's entering its 21st year um the best seasons right now are on netflix um i could talk about that for hours um, the Wire on HBO Max. Oh, um, I think it's God, cool. The Wire is the best show. It is the best yeah, show that ever has existed. There is no <laughs> show that will ever be better. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, rules, just go look it up because it's oh, it's. Yeah. It's too good for me to even talk that's about. I wrote a paper on it. That's how good it is. And then um, thirdly, from the '90s, also on HBO Max, Babylon Five. Imagine Star Trek meets Lord of the Rings. It is one of the <laughs> first serialized yeah. television shows ever. Um, and still is better written from a serialized standpoint than most modern TV. He had all five seasons written ahead of time um, or planned out, including trapdoors for each character in case an actor left of like how he would change their plot line. Um, very impressive. If you like Lord of the Rings and Star Trek, you'll yep. love Babylon. 
Like, I'll I'm say a little mad that you, you included these. If you want, think Breaking Bad is the best show of all time, or you're like, oh, I love this show. It's so go watch The Wire. It's it's so just perfect. It's the most real thing that has ever been put to television. Like I, yes. it feels like it's, it just seems like you recorded. Bleak and funny, and it has the best use of vulgarity of any show that there is. Um, the best written characters. It does not hold your hand at all. Um, you got to be fully engaged the whole time. It's amazing. These guys are killing me. No, none of these shows count for anything. I have a lot of favorite shows. <laughs> They're just well, old. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I, the Wire is the best one of all time. So I, will, I yes. haven't seen The Wire. I know it's, it's. I've heard a million times it's great, and I have HBO. It's actually HBO. just that good. The, they, the Wire counts. It's a, it was a purely HBO show, so it counts a little bit. Yeah, you know, I'm and, currently streaming because you know, whatever, it's fine. That's why. That's why they didn't make people, the list. People are finding Game of Thrones or Spartacus. You know, all good yep. things. Um, HBO's great. Yeah, it's, yeah. HBO Max. HBO's my favorite so streaming good. service, and I have most of them. It's I probably up there. It's, it's got Big Bang Theory and stuff. Yeah, I, I like HBO Max a lot. Did you it's just say Big Bang Theory like it was an asset to the? I like service. watching it's it's well you have to have one that's like the sitcom that you can just watch because you know because that's yes so, you do you absolutely get this I get I get what you're it. saying I understand I just don't like that every show. streaming platform needs to have the one sitcom that people can just binge over and over on that repeat otherwise it'll fall apart also it. Studio Ghibli film so HBO Max great great film oh <laughs> uh, yeah and for the rest of this year all of the co-releases and with theatrical releases has been really cool haven't watched Dune yet, but I'm going to get to that. I have not watched Dune yet. I'm saying it's tonight. Are you watching it in theaters or are you watching it on HBO Max? Oh, theaters. It's, it's, yeah, I've, I've heard it's got a lot better in theaters. theaters. Yeah, okay. Well, one of you then will be 20 bucks, Ryan. Okay? And I'll go watch it while I'm in Kansas City. I might be a will. I don't know. All right. Well, I have nothing else to talk about. Do you guys have anything good to say? Nope. nope. All right. Well, that's good. Ryan, no one likes you. Make sure you guys subscribe. Thanks for watching. Um, go ahead, jump on the Marvel Facebook group. Tell us your five favorite shows. We're going to go ahead and try to post up our five favorites. Um, so you can kind of compare your list to ours. Tell us what's good, what sucks. You don't have to follow the rules if you don't want. You can just list friends and how many mother or whatever you want. Okay, break the rules. Best God, how many mother so good. <laughs> All right, but we just want you guys to keep joining. Like I said, keep sharing, keep liking. We're getting more and more views all the time. And uh, that's all thanks to you guys. So we appreciate it. Like, subscribe review all that good stuff and uh, we'll see you next week to talk a little oh, more bonus stuff unless something we're crazy gonna get marvel. some marvel stuff in but uh but not this week but next week we got the eternals coming out i know and shortly thereafter we're also gonna have hawkeye and then i re- oh man i just forgot the name of it but jason sadecki's has a new i think it's hit monkey yeah, it's going to be a new animated Marvel show on Hulu, and uh, he's going to be in it. So I'm going to watch that, and if it's good enough, maybe we'll review that as well. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a shot for sure. Uh, yeah, join us next week. We'll do something Halloween-y. Um, I doubt we're going to dress up, but we just might. But hopefully nope. not. All right, well, <laughs> until then, try not to have too much fun without us. All right, guys?